It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. As always, make sure you guys are getting over and checking out our sponsor. Cigar Noise Weekly. 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 Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew. Mo. Yo. Moo Cow Rich. Bringing the bull again. <laughs> Every week. That's all I got. Not even the bull, just that phrase. That's that's the end of my contribution. That's it. <laughs> How's the week, guys? Uh, it's early. Yeah. That's a pretty good answer. <laughs> a lot could happen. Yeah. It is uh, good answer. It is Monday. Drew, did you guys uh, relieve anybody of their duties and them not understand what you were telling them? <laughs> no, not not again yet. Not, yeah, not again yet. <laughs> <laughs> next week it is early in the week that that can all change soon even so i've been i've been watching this this show called superstore have you guys ever watched that show can't say i've heard of it so i was so i i believe this past season was their last one but it, i think it came on started in 2015 so I was I was like all right whatever wasn't super into into it and then as I watched more episodes it got more and more funny right and and started to really like it, it was perfect for kind of it would play on a lot of the themes we saw in popular culture through the workplace of basically. It's it's like a quasi Walmart, so it's like basically like a Walmart, but they call it Cloud Nine, right? All right. So okay. it just gets man. They got like, I mean, they don't hold back. I mean, I, very much surprised. Uh, they make fun of everybody. Um, they poke fun at some of the social things that we've dealt with over the past few years. Now, granted, I haven't gotten. I, I'm the episodes I'm on are still, I believe that the 2018 season. So I'll see how they, they shift into the last couple of years of the show. But there was something in the last episode that I watched that I kind of found interesting. Um, and I thought, you know what? I want your guys' perspective to see if you guys have seen the same thing. So one of the people on the show got promoted. So she used to work with all of these people 15 years and all of a sudden she becomes their boss so then they all start talking shit about her now that she's the boss so the, so she like spies on them on camera and microphone and and gets this thing that okay they're all talking shit about me and she confronts them and they're like well everybody talks shit about the boss so is that true like have you guys ever been in that position where people that you used to whatever start talking shit about you once you got a promotion or, or whatever. Were they like legitimately talking shit or were they joking or what? I mean, they were. Okay. Look, but I think one of the hardest things is to be elevated over people that you've been working with for a long time. I think that puts you in a tough situation. Like, for example, if I were like, like when I was at the accounting firm, if they made somebody a partner, they typically move them to a new office or they would try to Right? So like, yeah, because it could be difficult to be the boss of people that you've been working with for years, people that were up for the same promotion as you and things like that. So it was more like, kind of like poking fun, but not saying she didn't deserve it, but all of a sudden things that she did, they would talk shit about. And they were like, well, everybody talks shit about the boss. Now, my retail experience tells me that that's absolutely true, but these people were all friends before. So the question is, do you talk shit about your boss? 
Yeah, and like, <laughs> have you ever been in a situation where like your peers with somebody and they get a promotion and you're just kind of like, is there like a resentment? Have, have you ever gotten promoted and, and people that were your friends started to resent you? I mean, I'm you guys s- ever been in that situation? I'm, Either way? I'm going to say currently I do not because it's also my father-in-law. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's a really good idea. Your shit talking is probably pretty limited. Yeah, he can't, he can't admit it. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, okay, so that brings up a different yeah. dynamic. All right, hold on a second. So do people tiptoe around you? Like when, if they have a, because that could be played both ways. They know you have his ear, which if they want something to get executed or done, you'd be the person to maybe say it in front of. But if they have some non-flattering opinions, do, do people, do you think that people watch what they say around you? Uh, yes, to both of those, actually. All right. But not, uh, yes, not at, um, depends on the office. Not at our Tulsa office, I would say. Like, they all know, obviously, I see and talk to him a lot. So, yes, in that aspect. But I think Ooh. all those guys are actually pretty genuine, too. Okay. And girls. We do have a female. Um, and I'm not talking about the CrossFitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, some of the other locations, absolutely. And you can see okay. even, like, the reaction when I, when I come into their office or something. I don't want to say they're kiss asses, but pretty close. And it's like, dude, I'm nothing. What are you doing? <laughs> Quit. That's just the effect you have on people, Drew. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, Cal, thanks. <laughs> so you think people are more mindful of what they say around you? Oh, yeah, I think so. For the most part, for sure. Yeah. But some Cal, of it, what about you? Some of it, some of that could be even the role I'm in too. Well, sure, yeah, because obviously, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're managing people, things change. That's just the way the world works. Whether you want it to or not, it changes to a degree. Right. I I don't know if it's about. My experience is less about talking shit and more just about you know you got to. If you're managing the people, you got to change how you're acting, right? You can't be making necessarily the same jokes you were making before or saying the exact same shit you were saying before because it comes across different whether you want it to or not. Um, that's just the way that sure. power dynamics work in the, in the world, just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and ideally, you don't you try not to manage anybody who is like your good friend. That's That's a recipe for disaster probably. There's sometimes right. when it works, so most of the time it's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, and people will act different around you, and it's the way it is. Um, and you're going to act different around those people that get promoted. It's just the way that it goes. Um, so I guess if you don't want anything to ever change in your life, don't ever get promoted or promote anyone. But that's not going to happen. So <laughs> it's just the way the world works. Uh, I guess the thing that, that I, struck me as interesting is I don't know that I've worked a lot of places where people talked a ton of shit about the bosses. Okay. I, I typically work like, you know, white collar jobs and that's not typically a thing that people do within, you know, earshot of those people. And it's not like, it's not the same thing. So I guess I, I worked at like a, a Wendy's long ago and uh, that was a shit talking paradise because of the nature of the job. <laughs> everybody talks shit about everybody. Nice. Uh, right. So I think it has more to do with the kind of job you're doing and the kind of people you're doing it with. And it, I don't know. That's not even necessarily white collar, blue collar. It's do you work with assholes or do you work with people who are nice? Right. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here, but like, I don't want to work with a bunch of assholes. Right. But even, okay. So yeah, I've, I've worked. Okay. Like at office max and I've worked, you know, obviously at the accounting for whatever, but there was shit talk. It was just different way, but yeah, there was absolutely shit talking there. Like, oh, that manager is an asshole. This manager is an asshole. That guy's great. This chick is awesome. I mean, that existed at that level, too. Yeah, it's more about people and less about a position, though. Like, 
Correct. Yeah. There's like a, a stereotype yeah. about the boss sucking, right? And I don't mm-hmm. know. I've known a lot of bosses that were good and a lot of bosses that sucked. And, mm-hmm. But I've known a lot of people that when they do talk shit, it's not about the boss. It's about right. this particular person is being right. a shithead again. Right. <laughs> so Which, in that case, you wouldn't get promoted into that promoted. problem. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Having been promoted plenty of times, I'm with you. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. I just thought it was interesting because. I don't know. Watching that show took me back to, you know, when, when you, at least when, like when I was in high school, I worked at office max, for example, you worked at Wendy drew. I don't know. Did you ever work at like some sort of big box or, uh, rest, rest old, food or old Navy, old Navy. So <laughs> it, it is just, always, it always fascinated me how no matter where you were, no matter what, there was always like, you could almost go into a retail store and you could tell who the shit talkers are. I don't know, man. It's weird. It's almost like when you go into a cigar shop, no matter where you are in the entire country, and you could already tell who fits what uh, personality within the shop. Yeah, we all have our stereotypes to some degree, and a lot of them in those scenarios are, are somewhat accurate. Yes, they are. Like I said, man, everybody thinks their cigar shop is like, oh, my God, we have this and we have that. Dude, pretty much every cigar shop is the same, just in a different place with different characters. That's it. That's true. Outside of, like, extremes. But for the most part. (laughs) But there are extremes. (laughs) 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 So... Yeah, that's legit. But I don't know. I, th- I think you, you even see that sometimes where uh, you'll see it on the internet sometimes where people were friends, and then somebody goes to work for that person again, and now they're they're making the same jokes, but they don't land the same way. Sure, <laughs> right? I can think of examples of that on the social medias where I'm like, oh god, you can't say that anymore, dude. Now you're a dick. <laughs> okay, so give me an example. I can't give you examples. Why not? <laughs> you don't they, have to name the person. Uh, like, I don't know. Let's say, let's say Mo. Let's pretend that I came to work yeah. for Patina. Right. Right. As an example, to to make right. something up. Right. So I come to work for you, and then uh, <clears throat> let's say uh, you know you give me a shit about give me shit about you know not, not having a life and all this other stuff, which is pretty funny actually if you if you're a normal person. But if you're the person paying me and and you're doing it in a public way, right? And you're denigrating your employees. That's right. some bullshit. I see where you're going with this. Okay. Uh, yeah. You can't do that. No. That makes you an asshole. Yeah, absolutely. And I see that with a, a number of cigar people, like a surprisingly large number. Well, you see it elsewhere too, but mostly I just see the cigar world more than I see other stuff on social media. But you can't do that shit anymore. You know what I mean? You should be bringing your employees up in the eyes of everybody else. Oh, you would, you would think. You would, you would hope. Anyway. 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 That's always the thing, right? Like, even within the cigar industry, you know, do, do you want to go in-house? Do you want to stay with, uh, like, a broker model? Do you want to do purely phones. I mean, there is, I've met some really good managers and I've met some people that have no business ever managing anything in their entire life. Mm-hmm. So it really is a skill, man. It really is. Yeah, for sure. And I'm always trying to get better Every day, there are things I'm sure I could improve, things I'm good at, and I'm sure you guys are the same way. I'm pretty terrible at most things. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's one of those things that you can say, but if your boss says right. that, that lands different. <laughs> oh, it absolutely does, yeah. 
Although if your boss said it, Drew, that that might be kind of funny for the rest of us. Um, As your father-in-law, that would be. Yeah, I guess. Awesome. His nick his nickname for me is smartass. That's a well, nickname. That... Yep. Yep. They had a uh, they had a management meeting. I want to say right before COVID last year, and. Um, so this one guy gets up and he's like, hey, I don't think we're using Drew enough. We could use him for more stuff. He's whatever. He rambles on about me. They move on. Some other people say some things later in the meeting. This is like hours long meeting. Later in the meeting, the guy, same guy stands back up and like, really don't think we're using Drew enough. Blah, blah, blah. He rolls on and on and on. And my father-in-law finally goes, really? He goes, I really thought Drew was just a smart ass. <laughs> so the next day, the guy that was speaking uh, is telling me the story. I had already heard it, but uh, he's telling me the story. And he's like, he's like being really careful. And he's like, man, I was talking about you, blah, blah, blah. And later in the meeting, kind of brought you up again when this other topic came up. And Tim said, he just thought you were a smart ass. <laughs> he goes, I really, I really think he was just joking, but... <laughs> Like, did, did you know that your nickname is? What's up? Go ahead, Mo. Well, your real nickname is the Big Quesadilla. That's from you, though. Well, me and Dave West. <laughs> the Dave West. We need it. Where is that guy? We need to get him on here. He's yeah. overseas again. Again? Is he? Yeah. I thought he was. Now. I thought he was back again. Drewfus. Yo. Yeah, cow, cow. That was a good question. What was that? Oh, did he know the relationship when he was tiptoeing around this? Uh, no. Well, oh, okay. no, no, no. That he, makes yes. way more sense. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he knew he was my father-in-law. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He didn't. He didn't know I already knew the conversation, but gotcha. And I, I mean, I joke with him. I mean, we we can mess around and say stuff like that, and that's fine. I know if he is serious. It's still funny to me. <laughs> if he's not serious, it's funny to me. Do you call him dumbass? Ooh, um, he is actually jackass. But his wife uh, named him that. Nope. <laughs> nice. I got some good stories about that. We were, uh, we were all, I had, uh, we all went to the lake last summer, uh, family, uh, maybe some aunts and stuff were there too. Yeah. In fact, I believe they were. And anyways, we had backed a boat in and then we were backing some like, uh, wave runners in the water and I had, I had backed the stuff up. Father-in-law was on the boat. So he kind of takes off. I go up to park the, the truck and I hear about this later. But on the boat, one of the ants, somebody says something about, hey, we got to go back for, or there's Andrew or something like that. And he goes, who's Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, we'd been together for a while and married two years. He didn't know my actual name. Did he not actually know it? Or did he just never connect that those are the same thing? Uh... He didn't know it. <laughs> well, what else, what else could Drew be a uh, nickname for or a shortening of? I guess he just thought my name was Drew. Drewfus. Oh, we joke oh, about Drewfus. this all the time because I. So, it, it's it's kind of weird because, and I guess it kind of makes sense now. But um, no so my, my email at work is my first initial last name, so A, last yeah. name. Well, he had been sending me emails to D last name. <laughs> and he would ask me, hey, did you get that email? I was like, no. <laughs> so I finally pulled up his phone and saw that my email and his phone was incorrect. And I fixed it. <laughs> we have a good time with it. He is terrible with names, but it's still hilarious to me. Yeah. If Kyle were to come down tomorrow, right, and visit, would you introduce him as Kyle or Rich? Uh, 
I think I think I would do uh, Moo Cow Rich. <laughs> full yeah. legal name. Yeah. Yeah, full legal name. <laughs> yeah, be, so when I you mean, know you're in trouble. We'd go, <laughs> we'd go over there to have a cigar with him and uh, sit on the patio and, hey, this is my buddy, Moo Cow Rich. Yeah. That, that, that feels uh, that feels correct. Yeah. I I agree. I think that's the proper way. That's a great icebreaker. Too. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I was going to it, it. It stirs up a little. Uh, how'd you get that name? <laughs> yeah, a little intrigue. Is that uh, your legal name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, you you build bridges your entire life. They call you a bridge builder. But you fuck one cow. Your moo cow? Yeah, I guess so. Changes everything. It does. I I really think that you should have your colleagues call you moo cow. Colleagues? Is that what you said? Yeah, you know, well, that's good. <laughs> I did not say that, but, but yes. <laughs> that's what I heard. Your colleagues. <laughs> Yikes. Anyway, what else we got, boys? So, so I actually had a question. Mo, next month, I think, according to according to what I looked up on the internet, next month, Patina is four years old, right? Yep. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Time flies. I was trying to figure out if it was four or five, but I couldn't remember, so I had to look it up. Four, yep. Four damn years. Crazy. If you if you were to start again, mm-hmm. how would you? What would you do differently, if anything? <clears throat> Have a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Because it's necessary, no, or because it would make things easier. It would just make things easier, man. You know, you always underestimate stuff. I mean, there's some other stuff I would do differently. I, I think I would have. Look, the big concern always is finding the right factory. You don't want to go someplace too big because you will literally get lost and you'll get scraps. But you also don't want to go somewhere too small where pricing and and tobacco availability, you'll still have some of the same issues. Um, But I may may have approached that a little bit differently. Um, Probably would have came out with them. I've said this before, but I, I think I would have probably done Connecticut Maduro instead of Connecticut Habano to start. Um, But yeah, that's fair. I think, you know, I think that overall you deal with the cards that, you know, you're dealt and you you really can't look at, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that Um, because you just get in your head that way. But yeah, I mean, I wish I was more creative. With what? Mm, like the branding and so like I refuse to give in to the to the trendy stuff. Uh-huh. And I don't I don't know if that's hurting me. I don't know if that's ultimately gonna be a positive or if I'm just missing out. Like I don't there is something to be said for what's being rewarded in today's cigar marketplace. Yeah. And I mean, no doubt in the short term you're missing out. It's a long-term right. question though, right? Like, I don't know what mm-hmm. that does in the long term. We don't know. We really don't because we've had this. I remember like, when it used to be a big deal when Opus came out because it was like one of the only limited things. You know, you mm-hmm. had Davidoff, you had Opus, you had a Tatawahe monster or something like that. And that was about like, at least since I've been super in cigars, you know, Opus, Añejo, Tatawahe monster, a Drew Estate, whatever. And, and that was about it for limiteds, right? And like a Davidoff here and there. And now... I feel like the limited culture is more than the fucking regular release. A lot of times it feels like. So, I don't know. Get that fear of missing out kicking in. 
And, and you're, you're absolutely right. And that's a real thing. And I don't know if they purposely do that, which I think some people do, but it's smart because that is a real legitimate, you see it like in trading, you see it in a lot of different things like that, where you have human like emotion involved. That fear of missing out is such a strong, like real thing. And I think a lot of brands have done a fantastic job of, of capitalizing on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so. true. So four years though is a long fucking time to be yeah. running your own your own business and your own cigar business. Yeah. Has it felt like four years? Feels like fucking twenty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, no, time has flown. It doesn't. No, not at all. <clears throat> No, doesn't feel that way. Still have a lot left to do, a lot left to accomplish, or at least try to. Um, so, yeah, man, we just—it's it, just—it's just a fascinating time to be involved in it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm. Feels like after four years, you've probably earned a limited at this point. Uh, five years. You've been saying five years, I know. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. Feels yeah, like five years. Compared to most people's, you know, five months. Now I'm ready for a limit. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I always respected that about my father. You know, they they did that right. <laughs> I feel oh. like it's a good thing you clarified that. The cigar brand? Yeah. Yeah, the cigar brand. Like Thought your dad was making cigars before you. Right. Oh, dude, <laughs> sure always, bro, at the cigar shop back in the day, you'd be like, I'm like, oh, have you ever heard of my father's cigars? The first, like, if it's somebody who's not really into cigars. Oh, your dad makes cigars? No, no, that's the name of the brand. Um, <laughs> you get that all the time. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think that when you put out a limited, you put out a real limited, and then it means something. But again, that's done nothing but fucking hurt me, right? But it's, to me, what is what a brand should do if you don't want to cheapen yourself. Well, and you've always said you're in it for the long haul, right? So Yeah, trying to be. Can't, can't cheapen it. <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> you can only be in it for the long haul if... <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you got to play the game a little, right? Yeah, you do. You do, and I and I and I'm trying to be less stubborn about that. So, yeah, it's fair. It feels like the ones that the people that get away with it forever and ever either do one of two things incredibly well. Either their marketing is like perfectly on point, right, or. Uh, they actually do a good job with all their limited stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the ones that keep making it at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you do a good job with the limited stuff, I don't feel like anybody's going to hold it against you. True. Personal yeah. opinion. There's some truth to that, but you also got to understand, man, like in my opinion, you put out something that you're saying is limited. And let's say it's awesome. Right. Yeah. If you want to do a true limited (laughs) and you don't want to rebrand that blend into something else and say, this is a different cigar. Right. So let's say you actually want to make a limited. That's a badass blend. Mm -hmm. I would rather just have that blend available in perpetuity Mm -hmm. because over the long haul, that makes more sense. Right. It's, so it's that's the, why the like, Las Calaveras 2014 again, just like last week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, look at if you're going to make, so like, let's say for the limited, right? Let's say, okay, you're going to do the patina five year and, and you're going to make a true limited. So then it makes sense if that's my logic, right? Because my thing is always, you're going to make a blend on tobacco from tobaccos that are readily available consistently. Right. 
I'm not going to pull the wool over somebody's eyes. I'm not going to say that it has this age stuff, that there's only, you know, 10 fucking bales in the entire world, and, and we're going to use it to make 400,000 cigars, because that just can't be, right? Just can't. <laughs> Run it through the paper shredder. They all right. get a piece. Right. Um, so so if, if, that's, if that's the way you want to approach it, so, like, you would save your limited projects for stuff that you can't really, that you can't replicate again. Because now, it really is limited. Like, we can't just grab th- this particular crop of Dominican tobacco from 2015 anytime we want, right? hmm So, that's all. I mean, and so that way you're not tempted to, to whatever to do that but if you're gonna do a limited do a real limited like where you're using stuff that isn't readily available all the time and, and it is for this one cigar and that's all it's gonna be for right mm-hmm. so that's uh, what I thought legit <clears throat> But we also talk a lot about cigars, bands, what people are smoking, what that feeling it gives them when they hold a certain cigar in their hand. I think that's a big part of the appeal of Limiteds, too, is that people feel like I'm smoking something special. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and it doesn't even have to be about price point. I mean, we can just availability. Las Calaveras 2014 was not a very expensive cigar. Mm-mm. Right, but it gave people that that feeling of exclusivity that I think a lot of cigar smokers, whether they realize it or not, do like to have. Right, it's it's the same logic with alcohol or shoes or uh, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're a craft beer guy, right, and- right. And let's say that Miller somehow comes out with some, like, ridiculously good beer. Right. You're still going to shit on it. <laughs> Even if it's amazing. Just because of the label that's on that beer. It's not the, the limited craft stuff that you like. Right. But now, what if Miller came out with a super, really great beer? And again, this is like... Somebody talking about cigars that's never smoked a cigar, so bear with me. But Miller comes out with an amazing beer that rivals any craft beer. They put a a Miller label on it, but it's done in a different way. Now does that have a different effect? What do you think, Drew? Uh, No, I think because it has their name on it. I agree. <laughs> Interesting. It's like if uh, Altidus or General comes out with a, a boutique cigar. Yeah, no. Well, that's what they're trying, aren't they? They're sure trying, man, but that is a tough thing to break into. <laughs> yeah. Because you're trying to dis- essentially disassociate all of the the branding that you've spent a ton of time and money and effort setting up mm-hmm. and you're trying to get it to be something else it, it it's hard oh yeah i mean dude here here's what i know <clears throat> here's what i know and this is why it's so hard for me to like deviate from this path what i know is that the brands that are the most successful that have been around the longest that whatever don't have super fancy packaging, don't have super trendy stuff. They just are always the same fucking thing every time you pick it up. And there's a big value in that, that no amount of marketing, no amount of branding, no amount of anything could replace. But it makes it more difficult because then you really got to get the cigar into a bunch of people's hands, as many as possible, and obviously, it doesn't help that you know when you have a factory switch and you got to tweak a blind or whatever. That doesn't help you gain. You know that sets you back a little bit. But 
I mean, that that's, I guess, kind of what it is, you know? Yeah, it's tougher to find that that smoker that, like, what, what you really want, it sounds like, is people that'll buy boxes and boxes of your cigar and smoke it all the time. Mm, consistently, but not just. Yeah, yeah, they're not like the Macanudo guy. Right. But it's always in a rotation, right? How many yeah, really so maybe cool. every couple of weeks they'll have one or something. Yeah. But that guy's not buying boxes, then. Why not? Tell uh, me more. Uh, I just hello. don't think that guy is. Well. Okay. Most of those guys are probably not. Those guys are going into the shop and maybe a couple times a week and they're there or they're grabbing some to go home, but they're... They're picking up a patina. They're picking up whatever else, you know, maybe two cigars on a yeah. Monday and then Wednesday, and maybe mm-hmm. they go in and hang out on the weekend. And maybe they just go and pick up a couple here and there, but they're not. Those aren't the ones that are buying a box and smoking at home all the time. For the most part. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, listen, I'll give you an example. The goal is you're right. That's how you want it to start. And then you want, like, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. When I, used to, when I used to work in the shop, right, I used to tell you guys that I would try to grab cigars because you're always putting it down, picking it up, putting it down, picking it up. You don't really smoke many cigars when you're working, but you definitely puffed on a lot of cigars. Does that yeah. make sense? So, like, that's why, like, I really started to like some of the Curavari stuff or, um, you know, the Jaime Garcias. And then, bro, before you know it, like, you're like, God, man, I'm buying, like, one or two of these every day to smoke while I'm working. I'm just going to grab a box of these. I don't got to worry about, and it's cheaper. You know, and that's kind of like, I guess what I'm saying is that's the evolution that you ultimately want. But I do get what you're saying. But you want it to start at a cigar here. Okay, the next time they go get two cigars. The time after that, they get two, and they get two, and then all of a sudden it's three, and I'm getting a fiver. Well, fuck, I'll just buy a box. Yeah. Isn't that how we all kind of start? But yeah, I- and I mean, even if they do come in and buy one every week or something, that adds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, do think about it. If you got a... So let's just take Patina. You have a 16-count box. If you got one guy that's coming in three times a week buying two or three cigars at a time, that's a, that's a box purchase pretty much. Yeah. Right? So I don't know. I'm not saying I have the answers. I'm just saying that's ultimately what you want. And then there are some people, man, that will never buy a box. I used to have a guy would come in, would literally buy four fucking Romeo 1875 Toros every fucking day. And we're like, why don't you just buy a box? It's cheaper. No, I don't want to buy a box. You got to store it and shit. Right. But guess what he would do by the end of the week? He'd already already bought a box. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's nuts. You're like, here's a Ziploc bag and a Bovida. Right. For as long as they'll last you, you're good. Mm-hmm. It's legit. Oh, I don't know. That factory you started with is having some changes. Yeah. That is interesting. Little changes. <sighs> yeah. Always changes. I'm curious to see where Claudio's going to go. I'm sure somewhere. I would imagine so. I mean, guy has a ton of experience, um, really does know tobacco. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, Mombacho always had the Nicaraguan Puro thing. I, I'd be very curious to see what he would do utilizing tobaccos from all over and, and stuff like that. I think it'd be very interesting, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see where he lands. 
and Cal, your good buddy, it looks like is taking over. Yeah, looks that way. Indiana Ortez is the general manager of Mombacho now. So I'm excited to see what she does. Nice. She's been doing cool shit. So now see what happens there. So you were never okay. So we talked a little bit about this the other week. So you were never really a huge Mombacho smoker. You had bought a few here and there. So now that she now now that Indiana will be kind of behind the brand, are you are you going to be now smoking Mombacho again? Yeah. So I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Because there are certain people where if they make a cigar, I want to try that cigar, right? No matter what. And you can probably think of these for yourself, too. You're like, oh, that person put out a cigar? I'm in. I will try this. Um, Mombacho was not on that list for me, but they sure are going to be going forward. The next cigar they put out, you better believe I want to try it. Hmm. That doesn't mean they're going to necessarily hit my rotation every time. they got to be good. But I imagine sure. you know, they, they get the shot, and that's sure. that's the hardest thing, I think, for a lot of cigars. There's so many damn cigars out there. How do you pick what to try? Oh, trust um, me, I know. So, you know, if Mo puts out a cigar, I'm trying it yeah. every time. If Indiana puts out a cigar, I'm trying it every time. There's not a lot of people on that list of if they put one out, I'm trying it. But they exist. Okay, so, all right, that brings up an interesting topic in and of itself. So for both of you guys, what what are some brands like, hey, this person or this brand puts out a cigar, I'm going to smoke it. I'm going to try it at least. What brands fall under that? Just in general? Yeah. Um, EPC. Okay. For now, me. have you tried the pledge? You smoked it, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure I have. Oh, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I, I can't. It's been a while. All right. uh, I smoked it at Classic, I'm pretty sure. I think you did too. Okay. So. All right, so let's say you go to Classic this weekend. Is that what you're going to smoke now that we talked about it? Um, that same cigar? No. Yeah, Pledge. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Generally, because I don't go there all the time, I try to find something something new. Mm-hmm. Not, not that that's not. But I try to find something I haven't had in a while. Mm-hmm. Or something I haven't never had. Sure. So I try to find something I've never had first. If there's not that, I circle around to some old trustees that are still there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What else? I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, but I, I I would imagine... Daniel Marshall is one of those brands for you. Yeah, if they could do something new, that'd be nice to try. All right. If they weren't two hundred dollars a piece, it'd be extra nice. Right. <laughs> There's that. Opus, if you can get your hands yeah. on stuff like that. Fuente. Those are probably the good go tos that I'm always like, I gotta try that. Mm-hmm. I mean, beyond, beyond you and Danny. Right. Yeah, it's way easier to fall off that list than to get onto that list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. The list used to be longer. Okay. Oh, yeah, and, and then you so. have you have you buy a box of something without ever trying it, and you're like, I trust this person. And then you smoke one, and you're like, why did I trust this person? What the fuck? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you have and let the, me down. You know, and, and look, man, that's the thing. Even if you really like a brand, your palate is still your palate. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to like every cigar that they make. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I guess the, the ones that I think about are like uh, where where it's pretty clearly a letdown. Does that make sense? Like there's a, a very boutique brand that I was all about uh, and mm-hmm. I would buy a box of whatever they put out, right? Then they put sure. out a particular limited edition that I bought a mm-hmm. box of and like many people I know bought a box of them. And it was like right. rolled fucked up. It tasted bad. It was just a disaster of a cigar. Um, right. So now I won't blind buy a box of them again. Um, 
and gotcha. I'm not as likely to try that that brand anymore. Like I'll get wow. around to it. That, you, know, you know what I mean? Like I'll, yeah. I'll get there. Right. But, right. But they're not going to be like, oh, I put one on the shelf. I'm not going and saying, oh, I'm going to go buy it right now. It's, yeah, I'll get there. Right. right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's stuff that I know that I like or mm-hmm. or stuff that I've never tried before. Like Drew sure. was saying, oh, I've never had that. Let's give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's not a lot of those. The one one that I'd put on the list is I've almost never had a, a Kaz Dagley that I hated. Sure. Right. Those guys put out hit after hit. Yeah. So I'd put them Very on my list. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Cavalier is on my list too. I'll try mm-hmm. anything they put out. Mm-hmm. I usually don't go super deep on their stuff. I don't know why, but I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. So those guys are on my list. And you know what the best part? Both of those people are great people. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. I feel like I should do this with, with Illusione, but I, I don't. I don't know why. Every cigar they make is like a hit. I enjoy like all of them. Yeah. For some reason, I just don't too. buy them. I don't, know. I don't know why. I don't know. That's a great, that's a great question. Because every I time took, I pick one up, I'm like, that's fucking amazing. Right. I forget about it until the next one. So, okay. <clears throat> that's, so I get that a lot. Like somebody will, somebody will post or, or like comment on something like, first time smoking a patina in a while, I forgot how good these are. And, and it's like that same thing that you're talking about. Like people smoke the cigar, they enjoy it. And then for whatever reason, it just doesn't go into their rotation. And then they smoke it again and enjoy it and then still doesn't get into their rotation. So how many times do you have to smoke and enjoy a cigar for it to actually become a staple for you? That's a very interesting question. Some of that might depend on uh, like availability too, though. Okay. Maybe you can't get it regularly. Mm-hmm. And you, I don't know, for me... I want to smoke it once or twice before I go for a whole box. Mm-hmm. So I don't wind up with Cow's situation. Right. <laughs> so. Uh. But by the way, Cow, you're not alone with that Illusioni comment because as much as I used to, and I have bought boxes of Illusioni, but as much as I always loved that brand, I didn't find myself smoking it as much as I thought I would for liking that brand so much. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't I don't know the psychology behind it. Cause it's exactly in my wheelhouse. Everything about that brand is like yeah. I enjoy I mean aside from some of the weird conspiracy theory stuff, which is just not in my wheelhouse. I I got nothing against yeah. it. It's just not my thing. Um <clears throat> but that's that doesn't really come through in their packaging or anything in a no. tremendous so I like just Looks like a plain cigar, mm-hmm. and maybe that's it. Maybe it's maybe it's just not that interesting looking. Maybe that's a problem. I don't know. Could be. But I smoke a lot of stuff that doesn't look that interesting. Yeah. Maybe somebody who's listening is going to be like, "Here's why you don't smoke much of this," and I'll be like, "That's fucking enlightening." And it, yeah, absolutely. We need to have a psychiatrist or like a psychologist. Maybe not a psychiatrist, that might be a little too deep, <laughs> but like somebody who specializes in consumer behavior. I think that would be interesting. Certainly fucking help me out. But I mean, it would be, it would be interesting to try to get answers to some of these like behavioral questions where just like, why the fuck do people do that? And then I find myself doing it in other things. You know? it, that's the really mm-hmm. weird thing is you you know it's happening to yourself. Yeah, right. I, I can tell you that this is a brand that I enjoy every time I smoke it. Yeah, never had a bad experience a single time. Like right. one of the cigars that they make is one of one of I would say probably the top twenty cigars I've ever smoked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still don't buy boxes of it, and I don't get it. Crazy. Maybe I'm just weird, but it's not just me. It's everybody. Yeah, I mean, look. And, and Drew, you said something like, if it's cr- cost prohibitive, that's an easy answer. Yeah. 
Okay. Like, dude, I could smoke Atabase all the time. I can't afford to smoke Atabase all the time. So that's not even a, that's not even a thing. Right. Yeah. But when, when it's not cost prohibitive, what is keeping us from continually smoking something we really enjoy? <laughs> well, that's I, a funny I, thing. I, I, I probably have more Atabe in my humidor than Illusione right now. <laughs> I mean, so that's not it. I don't know. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Somebody's got to know it? more about this than us. Oh, yeah. No. Should tell us. Be nice. Tell us, please. Then maybe we'll understand some of the, you know, the 65-year-old Macanudo guy a little better, too. Oh, I'm, I'm understanding that guy better and better every day. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> Drew was actually that 65-year-old Macanudo guy about five years ago when we used to fucking make fun of the poor guy. But Drew's getting the last laugh on us. <laughs> He's gonna be the only one smoking other brands. So we're gonna be sick. Yeah. <laughs> Drew's gonna end up being the most adventurous out of all of us. We'll see. We will what was see. the latest cigar you smoked for the first time, Drew? Um, I mean, I I don't know. I had a couple new ones this weekend. Cuban stuff. Um, Ooh, what'd you have? Uh, um, Partagas six series, series D six. Um, had a Monte Cristo 20, uh, 2016 Monte Cristo. Can't think of the size. Um, Trinidad. I had another Trinidad. How are those? Man, they're good. Um, they're tough to find. And then the, the price is always steep mm-hmm. so I've had those three actually this past weekend um, before like non-Cuban stuff was probably uh, we had something no I had a patina that night <laughs> <laughs> First one of those. Uh, yeah. Maybe either. Well, no. It was, I bet it was that uh, EPC. Mm-hmm. I bet it was that EPC. But I haven't been anywhere to buy. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I still haven't been to the shop other than that one time at Classic. You got so some that voyage bre- coming. Yeah. Some some voyage, hopefully, soon. Right this week. That's the idea. <laughs> that is the idea. That is. But that's another interesting point that you bring up right there too. Because is a brand like you said, okay, if I go back to the shop, I'll buy, you know, an EPC reply. I'm curious as as to how is EPC one of those brands that people buy a lot of online, or is that a brand that people just wait to go to the to their B&M and that's where I'll smoke it. Or if I want to buy a box of it or whatever, I'll buy it from there. Like I'll give you an example. If I, let's say I want to do uh, like click list, right? Right. Or whatever. What is that? Where you, yeah. Click list, right. Where you like, you can grocery shop, but and then they'll shop it for you. And then you just got to whatever, go pick it up. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And that's what it's called. Right. I think. Don't know. I think it's different everywhere. Okay. So, you know, so you have this service where, you know, right, you go to your grocery store, you say, okay, I want this. I want this. And then they go shop it for you. They call you when it's, when it's ready, you go pick it up, right? A lot yes. of this started when, you know, last year with COVID. Okay. But one thing I don't want them to do is pick, like, if I, if I need some, like, steak or burger or, you know, chicken or whatever, I want to go in and still pick that myself. Yeah. Right. So are there some brands where you're like, yeah, if I want to get that, even if like your brick and mortar has it, that's a brand I'll just order online versus a brand that I'll buy when I'm in the shop, if I'm hanging out or whatever. Is there a difference in that for you guys? 
Well, uh, for me, does that think, question make sense? Oh. Yeah, for me, I think it just has to do. Like I said, if I've tried it enough that I'm like, eh, that's worthy of a box. <laughs> and it, uh, maybe even humidor space at that point. But do I do I want a whole box? Will I smoke a whole box? And I think more so now. I've been I've been doing some uh, box splits with friends and stuff. So, which has been really nice. Because then I get to try a whole bunch of different shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, recently, obviously, Patina, which are all gone already. We need, should have ordered two boxes. Um, and then <laughs> the Voyage, when they get here, are all uh, sold out uh, to friends as well. So, um, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, box splits definitely help you... Uh try a bunch of different stuff and also limit how much space you take up in your, uh, your storage, whatever that may be with that good box price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I have a lot of difference between the B and M versus online. It's usually what they have. Right. Mm-hmm. There's some brands that I like that some B and M's I like don't carry. Right. It's interesting. It's all very interesting. Yep. Well, what else we got? Anything? It's pretty cigar filled. Cow. I know. Tatsuahe just now on the Instagram teased an advent calendar for cigars. uh, You start December 1st and open one piece of this thing, and there's 24, 25 days uh, up to Christmas. And for kids, it'll be like chocolates or something. There's one in each little slot. This Mm -hmm. one, it looks like they're going to make 25 cigars, open one a day. That's yeah. pretty dang cool. How, how does yeah. that work? So on the first, you open the one that says one. On the second, you open the one that says two. <laughs> oh, no, no. But I mean, is this... Oh, okay. So they would be sending out cigars numbered one through 25. Yeah, in like a... like a Looks like a cardboard box with some kind of... I don't know how they have them humidified in the back or if they do. Um, looks like they have some kind of tray in there to hold the cigars in the right spots so they don't get damaged. It's like a legit setup. That's interesting. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So we'll see if that's awesome. Yeah. They'll sell a lot of them, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, cool. they will. Yeah, definitely will. That would be cool, though. Yeah. The only problem with it is that it's like the coldest fucking time of year. You know, smoke a cigar a day to keep up with it. Well, that's why you'll have Christmas in July, Cal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep the fucking thing closed forever. Find out what's in it. Pretty much. <laughs> when everybody else smokes it. I highly doubt there will be a lot of people that actually do it. <laughs> They're going to be hold some. on to it. Yeah, of course. There's going to be those guys that are like, oh, it's day... Day 14, it's a snowstorm. I'm out here anyway, and they're taking their pictures. Yeah. So they can be the guy that smoked them all. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, is that going to be available to retail, through retailers, or how does that work? I don't know. This is the first time they put it up, and they just sort of teased it. Looks like they're going to make 5,000 of them, so I imagine that's enough for me to get one. <clears throat> But it's pro- they do everything through retailers aside from SNS Club, and I don't, I don't think they're going to go SNS Club on that. But you never know. No, you do not. I think we need our our five endings, Mo. Oh man! One more thing. I, no, I I think get it, I'm, Mo. Tapped out. I think I am tapped out, kids. 
Oh, smoke like there. a sultan. <laughs> there smoke it is. <laughs> smoke Manny Young. Don't forget about that. Take advantage of uh, of the discount our listeners get. True that. And support good people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Check out some Voyage. Should be coming to a shop near you this week. Mm-hmm. Ask Danny why there's no pirate hats in the fucking packaging. Huh. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, I can't wait for him. Hopefully he'll be on next week. Tell us how the event was. And, you know, that's Danny's, what, first uh, event for himself since obviously the first, uh, first go-around with the Voyage, so. Yeah, and we'll probably have smoked it by then. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Better be oh, here. give him shit. It'll be great. Damn right. Even if it's good, he's getting shit. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> I was waiting for you. Well, I was waiting yeah. on Mel. I was trying to give him an extra Enough. minute. That's all I got. Next week. Here we go. Back at it again. Got it. Thanks, guys. Hell yeah. Later. All right. See you guys. See you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, direct message us. Um, email the Sons of Smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments for the show. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks.